I kind of had a choice at that point, not just being patient with the process, but being grateful with the process. And I'm like, mm, man, I went to my dad straight after the game. I'm like, yo, like this shit can't happen anymore, man. I always find the, always try to take the good out of any negative situation. You know, I have players coming in, Xavier, and they'd be like, um, you know, I played so bad. You know, sometimes I'd, I'd be like, hey, bro, hey, I don't know, we, we can't do nothing about that. I can tell you what we can do, we can get some work in right now. Like, if you're not doing plyometrics, you're losing out on a lot of potential for performance. Um, my dad had these tapes of the Laker games. Got to a point where I, I said, you know, I want to play basketball. And I just always wanted to make sure I had the edge over people. It became a part of me, you know, I, I didn't want anybody to get to be better than me. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. Whoop is the only 24-7 wearable technology that measures the everyday stressors both inside and outside of work and training. Whoop measures the physiological data related to sleep, including the quality, duration, and consistency of sleep, strain, which is the internal load from external stress, and recovery, which is the readiness to perform. Whoop uses these three key metrics to call out areas for improvements and reinforce positive habits. If you're looking to join the team, use my discount code BBALL at checkout, or just click the link in my description to get a free 30-day trial with Whoop. Come join the team. Let's level up together. Welcome back to another episode of the Basketball and Barbells podcast. We are on day 12 of 14 days of Christmas. We are in the home stretch Definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate anyone that's been tuning into all these episodes. If you tune into all 12, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to give you a gold star. If you haven't, go back, listen to the other 11 before you listen to this one. Uh, all of them have major keys and got a ton of value. So go ahead, tune into those before you even get into this. But today's topic, we are talking about stretching and our vertical jump. I get these questions all the time, stretches, you know, which one should I be doing? I feel tight, this, that, and the third. I'm going to have to go into a little bit more in-depth when it comes to what stretching actually is and actually getting mobility. But um, today's topic, does stretching hurt our vertical jump? So interesting topic and interesting article that I came across. And there's research on this too, so not just a specific one, but this one kind of summed up all my thoughts into one. So I wanted to reference this one. Uh, the article is called The Effect of Different Stretching Protocols on Vertical Jump Measures in College Age Gymnasts. So obviously this is talking specifically about gymnasts, but uh, I feel like personally, um, if it's going to affect gymnasts, it's going to affect basketball players. Um, I could be wrong, but end of the day, I just wanted to share these, these I guess, this information. So this particular study looked at various stretching protocols used as a warm-up for college-age gymnasts. So they had a static stretch, they had a static and dynamic stretch, and then they had dynamic and static, uh, static stretching protocols. So basically they had one where they just did static stretching, they had one where they did static stretching first, and then dynamic stretching, and then dynamic stretching, and then static stretching. So kind of three types of stretching protocols that they were looking at um, come to find out. They also actually had a dynamic warm-up stretch protocol as well. 
Um, so they looked at all of them. They looked at the static stretch. They looked at static and dynamic and then dynamic and static. Those protocols did not show any significant improvements in the vertical jump. I'll say that again. Static stretching by itself, static stretching and dynamic stretching, and dynamic and then static stretching did not improve significantly uh, their vertical jump in these athletes. However, the dynamic warm-up protocol by itself showed significant improvements in all jump tests. So what does this mean? Basically, one, um, static stretching, right? I mean, that by itself is not the end-all, be-all uh, when it comes to dynamic warm-ups. Uh, specifically, this consists of dynamic movements that resemble those used in the sport that they are uh, actually warming you up for. So in this case, gymnastics. Um, and this can actually improve vertical jump measures as reflected through the counter movement jump. So dynamic warmups have always been and static stretching They're I feel like they're kind of considered one in the same when they're not static stretching. You're generally holding a stretch usually at your end range for X amount of time, usually 30 seconds to a minute. Um, now don't get me wrong. This, there is research that does, say that static stretching can be beneficial um at least beginners as far as like kind of getting blood flow and feeling perceived range of motion increases um, but in this study specifically it did not improve the vertical jump drastically um, so this is not talking about just warming up in general for sport this is talking specifically on the vertical jump so please keep keep that in mind um, I think there are a lot of coaches that are aware of the potential negative effects of static stretching before any type of athletic performance that involves explosive movements. But this article here, I think, really pointed out, um, you know, there's a lot of studies that show that athletes that perform a dynamic warm up after the static stretch, uh, there's no negative effects. So basically, they kind of cancel each other out. So if you static stretch first and then do a dynamic warm up, you're actually not losing the negative effects of static stretching, um, whether it be, uh, you know, whatever the case is, affecting the dynamic, the actual vertical jump itself. Um, these actually just kind of cancel out. Now, with that being said, the majority of studies, uh, including the one that I'm talking about now, show that there is no additional benefit of doing static stretching and then following it with a dynamic stretch. So basically, you're not going to hurt yourself if you static stretch and then dynamic warm up, but you're also not getting anything out of it if you do that. Now, again, touch on it again. The dynamic warm up actually showed significant improvements in the jump test. Um, and one way you can do this, you can kind of go general to more specific. So you can start with, you know, high knees and go butt kicks. Uh, you can go karaoke. Um, and then you can kind of get more into the nervous, uh, nervous system based kind of movements. So maybe you do a shadow drill where you have somebody and you're trying to just keep up with them. Uh, maybe you have hip turns and then I would end up with the counter movement jump. Uh, you can go pogo hops, uh, maybe even a sprint at the very end, but that is very different than just kind of going for a toe touch for 30 seconds, maybe going into, uh, quad stretch for 30 seconds you're not necessarily getting all 
of the movements that you're going to see in the actual jump. One, you're not necessarily getting all the blood flow. Two, your nervous system is not involved. Uh, you're not moving through an active range of motion actively. Passively is different. If you're stretching, that's passive. But actively, actually moving through specific ranges of motion is different. Um, so that, although that's my two cents on that, but just wanted to bring this up because I felt like it was an interesting topic and I get questions on this. I won't say all the time, but I do get questions about this. What stretches should they do? Should an athlete do um, to help them? They feel like, you know, certain athletes feel like if they can touch their, their toes, you know, they'll be able to jump higher. And while that may be true that improving range of motion can improve athletic performance, stretching by itself and personally is not the way to go, um, at least by itself again. By all means, placebo effect is very real. So if you believe it's going to help you jump higher, then you may get an inch or two out of it. But if you want significant improvements that last over time, right, the game changing seven inches, eight inches, uh, maybe even 12 inches, um, that's not necessarily going to come through just stretching. Uh, so I repeat, you're not going to gain eight inches on your vertical if all you do is stretch. Um, now, again, if we want to improve the range of motion, we have to actively work through that range of motion. So if you're just doing partial squats, like quarter squats, and not actively moving through a full range of motion, right, your body can tell, your body can sense that there's weakness in certain ranges of motion, um, and it's going to protect itself. It's going to lock itself up. So this is where you feel tight, quote unquote. It's because your body, one, either lacks stability, it lacks strength, maybe both of them, uh, versus it being an overactive muscle or it's just tight. Um, so I'll go into more depth later on in another episode. That's not the scope of this today. I'm off on a tangent at this point, but just wanted to touch base on that. All right, guys, to wrap it up, static stretching, dynamic stretching and static stretching, so on and so forth, do not significantly improve your vertical jump. In this study, they found the dynamic warm-up which consisted of movements very similar to the sport of gymnastics and uh, to the counter movement jump, actually increased the vertical jump significantly in these college-aged gymnasts. So take that for what it is uh, and incorporate your own dynamic warm-ups or look up some on YouTube, look up specifically dynamic warm-ups. I might have some on my page, but this is going to be more beneficial in the long run, static stretching does not, repeat, does not significantly improve your vertical jump. So you're not going to get eight inches from going to, into toe touches, um, as well as developing strength through a full range of motion, right? You're not going to get that again through static stretching. You're going to get that through actively training through a full range of motion um, and developing strength at those end ranges. So that's all I got for you guys today. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Any questions, please direct those to me if you can. Otherwise, episode 13 is on the way. Go out, go build, be legendary. Thank you for listening to the Basketball and Barbells podcast. I really hope you all got major value from today's episode. Please leave a rating and review of the show, and don't forget to tune in to the next episode.